0: Over 100 years ago, we all looked at the automobile as a brand new invention, something we all wanted. It was new. It was hip. It was cool. It was something. The automobile industry knew this. And with Henry Ford utilizing an idea from Oldsmobile to mass produce vehicles for the general public, the automobile became that product we all wanted. And during the roaring 20s, when consumerism was rampant and people were able to buy anything they wanted due to the growth after the end of World War I, the automobile industry blew up and everyone wanted a piece of it. It's funny how times seem to emulate each other, where again, over a hundred years later, the automobile industry is heading into its second wave. Whereas over 100 years ago, everybody wanted to get into the automobile industry just because it was a growing industry. Today, the same thing is happening with the EV industry. Anybody and everybody is heading in there. But again, will we have a major economic downturn that starts consolidating this market? Or will we just move on to the third phase of the automobile industry? All that and more on the Autolux podcast today. Welcome back to the Autolux Podcast. I am your host, as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J. coming to you from our main website, autolux.net. If you haven't been there, stop by, check it out, and look at some of our ratings, corporate links, websites, or hell, even check out the calendar to see whose birthday in the automotive industry it is today we cover it all on the autolux.net website and if you're an educator or parent who wants to learn more about the products we do have children's books and our corporate links websites and help pages can help you find the information you are looking for from help with picking the right electric product to calculating your miles per gallon autolux has a help page for you so stop by and check it out and if you want to follow us follow the autolux podcast on a weekly basis for brand new episodes on any Major streaming site or social media posts. All from AutoLooks and Ecom Entertainment Media. I'm your host, Everett J, and this is the Autolux Podcast. So like I said in the beginning, we are now heading into our second wave of the automobile industry. Everybody seems to think that, you know, after the fall of the World War II, we were heading into our second phase with the growth of the auto industry everywhere around the world. No, we were actually still growing the industry at that point in time. We were still in our first wave of the automobile industry, because even by the 50s, there were nations around the world that were just starting to get into the automobile. Of industry. From the turn of the century all the way up until the 70s, the first wave of the automobile industry was going through. It really wasn't until the 1980s that the industry had finally hit that maturity stage where growth Was still happening, but not at an advanced scale as it once was. So the market needed to start consolidating and merging together because we were all fighting for a market share that was hardly growing every single year. This can be highly seen even in the American marketplace of the 1990s. Because by the early 2000s, many of the previous small manufacturers were gone. There were no new manufacturers coming out. The newest one being Saturn, which was just another division of General Motors. But even by the early early 2000s, General Motors started trimming the fat of some of their divisions. Ford got rid of Mercury. Chrysler got rid of Plymouth. General Motors cut Oldsmobile, Pontiac, and eventually the Saturn brand. Cutting ties with Saab, Suzuki, and reducing their share in Isuzu, General Motors was trimming down to focus on their core products. Knowing that market share around the world wasn't growing as rampantly as it was all the way up until the late 70s, we were now hitting that peak in the automobile industry. And then, all of a sudden, this little company, from california brings out this new form of propulsion utilizing a lithium-ion battery from a laptop expanded in size to go underneath a vehicle and utilizing a lotus elise platform tesla hits the market with its roadster this roadster is something that will start bringing in the second wave of the automobile industry yes the GM EV1 project in the 90s was a great idea. General Motors was trying to show us that yes, you can make electric cars and they can use electricity as a propulsion system for a vehicle. But unfortunately, big oil, government intervention, and General Motors' even main board took the project out of contention and said, "Hey, let's just keep working on combustion engines to make it more efficient and better. It's already here. Why waste our money on something new? But when this little team in California starts building this roadster, a man by the name of Elon Musk takes notice and heavily invests into the project. Adding in technology to make it so that people can't bring down his company by adding transponders to his electric vehicle. He manages to show the world that electric propulsion can be utilized for vehicles. But why? Why would he add in all of these key features to keep people honest about the product? Well throughout history every single time we have tried to create an extra propulsion system since the dawn of the internal combustion engine they have all been hit by big oil. Do you really really think it's a coincidence that electric manufacturers just died out by 1915? They were a major alternative. They were the second propulsion system for vehicles. And people loved to drive them in towns due to the fact that you didn't have to wind them up. Maintenance was easy and you didn't get dirty. But with electric starts and a push for the internal combustion engine and its delivery system across the world, big oil won. Again, in the 70s, when we started pushing it during the oil embargo, we managed to get cheap oil once again. And electricity was shown to us as a slow and boring type of vehicle. If you have not watched The Simpsons when they go to Disney and ride in their electric car, and he says, I am an electric car. I don't go very far or travel very fast. And people would think you're gay. Like, (laughs) Really, you watch that episode, it makes you believe that the electric car is is a dud. But the electric car, by this time, batteries were able to contain more power. And being that we started creating electricity from renewable sources in the 80s, and more of us becoming more aware of what we were doing to the earth throughout the 90s. You want proof of it? Go back and watch the movie Biodome. I get it, it's got Pauly Shore and Sean Baldwin in it. But that movie was all about saving the world. This was a big thing in the 90s. This was being pushed in the 2000s. By the teen years of the 2000's, this electric industry started taking off with the release of the Tesla Model S, paving the way for more people to get into the electric car industry. And with Tesla wanting to bring to market a vehicle for the average consumer, the Model 3, the electric car industry was starting to grow. By the late teen years, governments around the world started heavily investing into the infrastructure requirements for the electric industry. More and more people being concerned about the environment around us and what we are doing to it, governments started mandating that we need to change our mindset. We need to move away from fossil fuels. We need to move into a greener future. And like we talked about on previous podcasts about putting all of our eggs in one basket, they really went about it not in the world's greatest way, but in a good way that we needed to make a change. By pushing this infrastructure out into the world and by governments all around the world stating that by 2030 and even 2050 recommendations, the internal combustion engine was on the way out. We need to replace this. And with over a billion cars on the planet that need to be changed, that is a massive market. Sure we get it, countries like India and China are trying to move a more public transit style system where China gives out lottery tickets for you to get just one vehicle because you can't own, like most of us in North America, an average of two vehicles per driveway. And if you're weird like me, you got four. technically five. (laughs) I'm one of those odd cases. I like my cars. So replacement of all those vehicles makes this market look very exciting to people. And with it, we start to... To see more entrepreneurs moving into it. Hell, tech companies are moving into it. The EV industry isn't just blowing up on a massive scale within the automobile industry itself. It's blowing up outside of the automobile industry, with companies like Apple, Dyson, and Sony working on automotive projects. Not all of them have come through, and not all of them have made it, after people realize how much it costs to produce a mass production vehicle. But and yet we're still getting all of these new car companies. By the early 2000s, the American automobile industry was essentially whittled down to the big two. With Chrysler being merged partly with Daimler, they were no longer a main constitute of the name the big three and today Chrysler is just a shell of itself similar to that of AMC the company it formerly bought out. Today there's not much left of the original Chrysler. General Motors and Ford are it for the American automobile industry. But with Tesla being more valuable than any other automobile company in the world, producing only. Four models shows us that how valuable this market. Is. And with it, we get more interest into this marketplace, similar to that of over a hundred years ago when everybody started getting in. Think about it. When you start going through a book like I did about the 1930s and the automobile growth, just during that time, you see that there's the big three. But then you also see that Packard, Studebaker, Hudson are also massive. You can Nash Kelvinator, American Austin, Willys Jeep, or essentially Willys Corporation, Pierce Arrow. There are so many companies. And today, a marketplace like China spearheaded that second wave. With China's population being the second most populous country in the world, first when their automobile explosion started, they had over a billion possible contenders for the automobile industry. And you have to remember, until the late teen years, people in China weren't able to afford vehicles. It was a small automotive marketplace. Same with India. Now with more of their people moving into a middle class area of the segment, more More people are able to afford vehicles. When your market originally is only about 150 million people for a market share you think well that's huge. But in a population of over a billion people that's still pretty small. But when that middle class becomes over half a billion people greater than the American industry as a whole. A lot of companies start to take notice and say this industry is growing and we want to make money. In an average week in the past decade I have heard about a new Chinese company. Car company or a new division from an existing Chinese car company coming out on a weekly basis. Currently, right now on my AutoLooks page, I have nearly 20 new companies just from China waiting to be put onto our website. And these are ones that have only appeared in the past eight months. Like the industry is growing. And with the fall of American Motors during the 80s, America got whittled down to only the big three. They no longer had a fourth automotive contender in the American marketplace. Today, the American marketplace big three consists of General Motors, Ford, and Tesla, with smaller makes like Lucid, Rivian, Lordstown, and Alpha Motors sitting in its way. The past decade has seen the American automobile industry grow exponentially on the EV forefront than anywhere else in the marketplace. People are looking at electric vehicles and saying, hey, I want to make the switch. Combustion vehicles are slowly faltering out and with the American product line from General Motors and Ford not having sedans, the electric marketplace, which does have sedans, is starting to merge in. They have the products that people still want. But it's not just America and China that are showing renewed interest in the automotive world. Canada now has makes Daymark was a supplier of e bikes in Canada and are now moving into the quadricycle marketplace with their Spiritus EV. Hell, Electra is moving in to the electric marketplace as well. We've had our own production pickup truck, the Havillard appear in our country and with maple majestic proving that there is people interested even in our small little country who want to build car companies australia whose auto industry is completely gone thanks to high wages and a small marketplace the australian auto industry is gone but there is renewed interest in the new electric vehicle ace is one of those car companies h2x the hydrogen conversion vehicles is another all of these little countries around the world are starting to showcase to us The electric car industry is booming. Until Rimac showed up, nobody ever heard of a Croatian automotive company. Nobody even knew the Croatian built car. But Rimac, who now owns Bugatti, has become one of the biggest in the world. The EV contenders from around the world are showcasing to us that the second wave of the automotive world expansion is upon us. And even with more emphasis on public transit and autonomous shuttle vehicles for the likes of Uber and Lyft around the world, the automotive industry is still seeing a resurgence in its expansion. With many old car companies trying to come back to enter these marketplaces just to take advantage of it, like Borgward entering the Chinese marketplace just to utilize an old school name in a new place. Hell, MG is back, and MG is moving into the electric world. With the growth of brand new electric car companies and its industry as a whole, we're seeing a company growth rate not seen in nearly a hundred years years. Whereas the 50s and 60s was more about consolidation and the 80s was more about bankruptcy for all these smaller makes. The 2020s is about the mass expansion of the American and world automotive industry with many new car companies coming out. Some markets may not be too receptive to these new smaller makes, but in others, people are pushing through. In the end, will they all make it? No. We have covered that on a previous podcast. Who will win the EV wars? There are a few that can make it, but you still have to remember that the big auto players out there are still major contenders and saving their spot with the investments that Volkswagen, Hyundai, Mercedes, and even Toyota are now pumping into electric and even hydrogen vehicles. The smaller contenders from Rivian, Lucid, Alpha, and even companies like Neo and Xpeng really have their work cut out for them to stay alive. and even in the Chinese marketplace their analysts have stated the fact that they're getting close to the point in time that consolidation of the Chinese automotive industry is about bound to happen in the next decade eventually you will hit that saturation point my home country, I could think of three businesses that have nearly hit their saturation point and are now moving outside of Canada for expansion. Tim Hortons being one of the biggest ones. Considering the fact that in Canada, nearly one out of every 15,000 people Has a Tim Hortons nearby them. They are nearly hitting the saturation point. Wonder why you're starting to see more Tim Hortons in the United States? Pizza Pizza has now stated that they're moving into Mexico because their point in Canada, they can only expand as population expands now. They've hit the saturation point. And even in my hometown, where we only really have two of them in a city of 170,000 people, adding a third, with the multitude of competition out there, will reach a saturation point. Hell, they opened a Pizza Hut in my small town, close to our homegrown toppers. Pizza Hut is making only because of its name. But still, more than half the people in my small area still go for the homegrown pizza. Whereas in the end, companies like Lucid and Rivian may have to expand outside of their shell to hold their own against the likes of Tesla, a company that knows its marketplace and has seen it from the beginning. Tesla is the new age Ford Motor Company. Will they be here for a long time? Hell, even their CEO states, we may never be here forever, but at least we change the world. The automotive industry is now going through, as I said, the second phase of growth around the world, with only the European Union being the one country where this second phase really isn't expanding upon. Only due to the fact of lots of people in close proximity to each other, public transit systems are having more money pumped into them than the infrastructure requirement of having more personalized used vehicles. We tend to hear about more automotive companies coming out of countries like China, India, Canada, Australia, the United States, hell we're even starting to see some of them in South America. The second phase is growing and as some of these big wings start moving aside and consolidating with each other similar to that of the likes of Stellantis, the EV industry is still over a decade away from consolidation period. As our infrastructure around the world grows for EVs and hydrogen vehicles, the market will grow as well. Without that infrastructure investment and without that infrastructure growth, this market wouldn't become as big as it is. During the 1920s, there was a massive boom in the automotive industry and everybody wanted into it all due to the fact that gas stations were springing up everywhere. As the infrastructure to operate those products is more expansive, more people can utilize those products. Just remember, in the beginning times of Tesla and their superchargers, less people were more inclined to get into them. I wouldn't have gotten into one because there was no charging station in my hometown. I would have to charge it at home and that's it. There is now a supercharger station 20 minutes away from me and another one 35 minutes away from me heading west. We are getting more charging stations, which means it is now becoming easier for me to refuel my power source i am now considering the possibility of owning an electric vehicle which means i am now part of this second wave but with the possibility of me not being able to purchase some of these vehicles for quite some time it could be some time before i entered this marketplace and by the time i entered this marketplace there is a possibility that we could be looking at our third automotive wave which is slowly starting to expand upon itself third automotive wave that we speak of are flying cars. Something that we are already looking at as we are in the second wave of the automotive industry. The third wave may be 50 to 80 years away from happening with the possibility of 2060 being the earliest that this market could possibly start taking off. But until we manage to make products that are more viable for the average consumer, the third wave of the automobile industry is still a long ways away. And when you consider that by the 2040s is when consolidation, in the electric car industry will start to happen. Whereas countries around the world are setting dates as 2035 for the end of combustion engines, we now know that consolidation within the electric vehicle industry won't start happening until those mandates are hit. because By that time, we'll finally have hit the saturation point for infrastructure where it is everywhere. And by that time, with people changing their vehicles out on on nearly a decade basis, we are but only a decade away from the average consumer owning an electric car. So really, the second wave is now upon us. There are many car companies vying for spots within this electric car industry and many new segments being opened up thanks to the electric car industry. And as we watch the internal combustion engine industry slowly dwindle out into the sunset, the second wave of the automobile industry is going to be here for the next decade. And only until we take to the skies will this industry falter under its own. So, if you like this podcast, please like, share, or comment on any of the major social feeds. Hell, you need to start following us if you want to hear more about our episodes. At the Autolux Podcast, we release a brand new episode on a weekly basis. You can find the Autolux Podcast on any major streaming site and find us on all major social media aspects. So, like, share, or comment about this podcast or any information from the Autolux.net website. The Autolux Podcast is produced by Ecom Entertainment Media, a division. Of Everett Company and hosted by the one and only, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J himself. You can find the Autolux podcast on any major social feeds out there and every single major streaming site from Spotify to iTunes. The Autolux podcast is there for you to hear. So, from myself, Everett J, the whole Autolux team here, strap yourself in for this one fun wild ride. We are on in the second wave of the automobile industry.